I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Nadine Dietz, host of CMO Moves. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thanks so much for stopping by today and to give you a quick overview on what to expect. CMO Moves is all about game-changing leaders, their incredible journeys, the moves that they've made, and most importantly, their personal stories of how they got to be the leaders of some of the world's most exciting brands. I hope you'll enjoy their stories as much as I do and take away a few tips and some inspiration for your day. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to CMO Moves. Today I have Ronali Zarati Bayani, who I'm going to ask her to repeat her name because she says it so much better than I do. But she is the CMO of the LA Rams. Ronali, hi and welcome to CMO Moves. Hi Nadine, thanks for having me. And it is Ronali Zarate Bayani. Oh my gosh, that sounds so awesome. I love that. Okay. And I, I wasn't even going to attempt that because as we were just joking, I, I don't want to be like Alex Trebek or anything over here because I would have totally butchered that. Um, but that is beautiful. And, you know, we were just chatting a little bit about heritage. So before we, we jump in, what is your heritage? I am Filipino American. My parents immigrated here just before I was born with $50 in my mother's pocket. And, uh, We've kind of lived the American dream ever since. Oh, my goodness. Well, I want to go back in time and and hear all about your path to this incredible role that you now are in. Um, And we're going to do that. But first, we're going to talk about something really timely and really fun, something we've never done before on CMO Moves. This is really unique. Um, It's almost like CMO Moves duos, but we upgraded it. Uh, and we sent Kieran Hannon, who's the CMO of Open Path, who used to be the CMO of Belkin, and, and he's been a guest on CMO Moves a couple times already. But we sent him to visit you on Friday and to do a little video. And uh, we're going to share that video as a link in this article. But tell us about that. What was that about? Well, the Rams moved back in 2016, and ever since then, um, we've been on a journey. We've been on a journey to say, hey, we're back home. We were the very first professional sports team in Los Angeles. And we've been on this journey to say, hey, we're here to stay. Our owner has invested quite a bit. Um, it's affectionately known as the $5 billion stadium, which is this immaculate indoor-outdoor stadium that is going to set the standard for sports and entertainment worldwide. And this is the year where we're supposed to jump in and welcome our fans in into our new home. 
And obviously in this environment that we're in, we don't have that same opportunity. And so what we're doing now is trying to bring this stadium to our fans in every way possible. And I had the opportunity to um, introduce Kiran to our new home, our new Rams house, and something that we are incredibly proud of because it is an embodiment of all the great things that LA is about, but it's also for LA. It's for the community. It's for Angelinos. It's, it's a symbol and a home where we can come together and enjoy and celebrate the pride that we have in our team and in the place that we live in because everything we do on and off the field is for Los Angeles and for Angelinos and our fans. Wow. I, I am jealous that you two got to spend that wonderful time together. And that was just on Friday. It is now Tuesday after Labor Day. And we're going to release this podcast on Thursday because you have another big timely thing coming up on Sunday. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So Sunday is our big Sunday night football home opener. Uh, it'll be the Rams against the Cowboys. And this is the moment where we were all building up the last few years to welcome our fans. And, you know, unfortunately, we're in a different place, but it still doesn't take away from what this is about. Football is such an incredible platform to bring people together. And what I love about this organization is at the heart of our DNA is about rallying our fans and Angelinos everywhere to come together in a way that celebrates what we're all about and using the platform of football as a way to highlight all these great things. Obviously, in this day and age, we can't come together physically, but it doesn't mean we can't come together as a family emotionally, digitally, virtually, but we're all together and we're all in this together. And that's what's important when you think about what's happening in the world today and and in business, right? If you think about that, what's really important is how you go about doing things together. Football is a team sport and I've learned so much about what it means to be a team working together in this environment and the opportunity to celebrate this with our fans in our, in a unique way and, and just, sharing this moment is really something special. So we're super excited about that. Yeah, well, um, we are all excited uh, for the return. And, you know, you said something just a few minutes ago about bringing the stadium to the fans as opposed to the fans to the stadium. And, you know, I love what you were just talking about, this sense of community and, and really having this be a sense of togetherness. Like, how do you think about that right now as a marketer? What are some of the things you're planning on doing? You know, marketing is one of those things where it's really about authentically surfacing and shining a light on what already is. And I think sometimes it gets a bad rap because a lot of people think about the stories that you're creating, where really it's just about the stories that you're bringing to life that already exist. And so as we think about bringing the stadium to our fans, we wanted to do it in a way that is authentically us. And some of the things that we're about is we're a very purpose-driven organization. You know, our, our North Star is all about inspiring Angelinos to shine bright. And what that means is Angelinos and 
our fans have this ethos of pursuing their dreams and pursuing the goals, just like we do in football. But the role that football can play is to actually provide um, that inspiration to go the extra mile, to push a little harder, to reach a little higher. And as we think about those things, some of the things that are in our DNA is community and ensuring that we are building the foundation for communities to thrive. And so one of the things that we're doing about this year and bringing our stadium to our fans is through community. So on Wednesday, we will be serving families within the Los Angeles area at the stadium in partnership with the LA Regional Food Bank. Most recently, we partnered with Styx, a rapper and producer who is a native of Watts, as well as with Pepsi and J-Rock in producing videos uh, from the stadium. So the one with Styx is really all about social justice and how the time is now for all of us to act. That's been in our DNA. We've, we've tried to address and have been addressing with their communities in partnership, poverty, education inequities, police, uh, community relations, all those foundational things that enable communities to thrive from a long-term perspective. But sharing that message in a way that also brings the stadium to life because they're, they're doing, they're performing at the stadium with that message. Um, with J-Rock and our partnership with Pepsi, you know, they're doing the pregame show at the stadium and, and he's performing in the locker room and different spaces to be able to share that. So that's one way in. Another way in is leveraging technology, creativity, and, and innovation. And so we are providing our season ticket members a second screen experience through their mobile device. So while they're watching their game, they can interact and experience some of the things that are happening in the stadium. For fans everywhere, we're going to be launching on Friday an AR360 portal experience where you could bring the Rams house to your living room. You physically have to walk through the door and in doing so, you get to experience different aspects of the stadium in 360, including what it's like to, to prep as a player in the locker room and run out in that player tunnel with that magic moment. So some of these different ways in that is authentically who we are and what we try to do for our fans, but thinking about the environment and the context that we are in today and what makes sense to bring it to them. Wow, so that's amazing. And you know, it's interesting. I remember you and I sat down together last year in November, it was brand week and we were in person and we recorded your top of mind video and you were talking about the stadium and it's opening. And then fast forward a few months, well, a little bit more than a few months, four or five months from there, and the whole world changed. And you had to pivot pretty quickly. What was that like for you? Well, as in football, we had to call an audible. And we had to rally as a team. And these are the moments where the best laid in plans, you, you kind of have to throw them away because the world has changed. and. I remember we had years of planning around a whole new brand campaign, new uniforms, new stadium, all this 
great things that we were going to bring to market in a way that would bring our fans in with us and be part of that journey. And then COVID hit. And then a series of other things came to bear. And we just had to come together and say, okay, I know we spent all this time, but let's put that aside. And, and what do we need to do now? And so very quickly we had to rally and say, what can we do? And then what should we do? And the combination of the two just started to go in motion. And that's where you lean on the power of we and not me, right? That's where you lean on the collective brain power of what everyone can bring to the table, the push and pull of the difficult conversations, and then the coming together of a central purpose of what is right for the Rams. And we launched our uniforms. We're obviously opening up our new stadium. Is it the way that we had planned or imagined? No. But is it the way that we feel is right now? It's the best that we think we can do right now, right? And sometimes you have to take a step back and say, hey, it's okay that it isn't the way we imagined, but in this world, it's what's right for the organization. It's what's right for our fans. And this is a long-term game, right? We're not here to launch a product, sell it out and, and move on. We're in a different industry in the sense of, our product is our team and the dreams that we're able to inspire from that and the pride that we're able to bring. And that's a long-term game. And so when you take a step back and look at that perspective, it's actually nice. I feel very fortunate that I get to sit in a seat that allows us to play that long-term game and do what's right from a long-term perspective. It's interesting. I was sitting here um, all of a sudden in, in my head popped up the interview that I did with Alex Chang, the CMO of the 49ers. And this is pre-COVID. And he was talking about the community with the 49ers and how, you know, the future is all about engaging fans beyond the city itself. You're talking about Angelinos, which is wonderful, but it's almost like technology has now immediately given you an opportunity to do exactly what Alex was talking about doing months ago, which is engage in different ways, people who aren't right there in the city. Yes. And in many respects, we have to be much more creative, but technology has come so far and behaviors and expectations have changed. And one of the interesting things is we are having to fast forward um, leveraging a lot of that technology and considering the shift in behaviors and balancing that of one reaching new fans, engaging our existing fans, and then thinking about it from a long-term perspective, how do you fast forward a year later when we are in a better place and we can gather? And do you think about some of those behavioral changes that have happened over the course of a year to 18 months? And you say, how do you marry the two? Mm -hmm. right? And to your point, technology is that bridge 
that allows the physical and the, and the digital and the virtual world to come together? And then how do we as marketers think about that user journey? Because it's a very different user journey now. Um, and it's one that is where all the data and the an analysis is happening as we speak in order to really cultivate that right consumer journey. And what triggered that thought, I think, was when you were describing this incredible AR-powered app. And I can't help but wonder, everyone has always been experimenting and playing with AR and VR, but would that have come to fruition this fast had it not been for the last six months? You know, there, there's always catalysts to, to accelerate things, right? And the best that we can do as marketers is be prepared for that because we don't know, right? In six months, something new is going to come. In three months, something new is gonna come. A new social platform is gonna surface and suddenly skyrocket. And I always say today, marketing is not about the expertise that you've built per se, but rather understanding what is to come and how to leverage the fundamentals and applying it and being agile enough to take advantage of it when the moment is right. Ooh, I love that. I'm going to quote you on that for sure. What a great way to describe the role of marketing. Um, and, and let's talk about that because you have been at some great companies before you got to the LA Rams. And I want to hear about your career journey. But I also want to go back to where we started in the beginning, where you were describing how your parents got here with $50 in their pocket, in your mother's pocket, you said, and what that journey has been like. I mean, you are a member of the Asian American community, and we were talking about this just before we got on, that you also are an incredible role model for many right now. Like, tell me about your journey. You know, um, because my parents immigrated here, I think they immigrated with the desire to pursue that American dream and, and to make sure that the next generation, i.e. me, <laughs> um, had the opportunity to take advantage of that. And it was one of those things where I learned very early on the value of hard work, of determination, and of figuring things out on the fly. Uh, you know, you had asked me about my career journey, and I had I have been fortunate enough to experience a wide range of experiences, from startups to big global companies, um, private companies, public companies, mid-range, across different verticals over the course of my career. And the common theme that I think about from when I was growing up throughout my career is this notion of never be afraid of the doors that open and always have a plan and a path. But when a door opens that is unexpected and it is the right door and there is an opportunity there, don't be afraid to jump in. And that's kind of been the story of my life, right? Because I, my parents were hard workers, but I didn't understand what corporate America was like. I didn't know what that was growing up. In fact, coming out of um, undergrad, I graduated top of my class, but I didn't know what it meant to, uh, to pursue a career. 
I applied to a consulting firm I, at the time. Oh, this is how old I am. I could send a resume um, through a fax machine and they called me and I did these interviews and I didn't know what a case interview was. And so I bombed that <laughs> and having succeeded my entire, you know, education career, bombing that I sat in my car and I cried and I cried and I said, how am I going to do this? How am I going to thrive in this world where I don't know how to navigate or what to do? Um, and through sheer determination, I, I find my way through. And, and once I had that little boost, I had met a few people on the way who served as mentors, and which is why today I, I value mentorship so much and why I enjoy being a mentor to others, is because they gave me the courage and the little bit of knowledge to say, hey, here's something you can do. And it was that one step forward that allowed me to have the courage to find another step forward, to find another step forward. Um, and it's because of that journey that I haven't been afraid to go from one vertical to another. You know, my last seven jobs didn't exist. Uh, they were either newly created because of new strategies or because things needed to be transformed or built. And so I, I step into it thinking, wow, what is the opportunity versus, whoa, what is the madness and chaos I'm stepping in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and we are, we are talking some, really impressive brands, Coca-Cola, Taco Bell, Visa, Hershey, LA Rams. It's amazing. And, and not all here in the U.S. It looks like you were in the Philippines early on. Is that right? Uh, I spent some time in the Philippines with Coca-Cola. I also spent some time in South Africa with a startup called Global Leadership Adventures. Um, and then um, early on in my career, I taught English in Japan. So I've had the good fortune, like I said, of trying many different things. Um, I found my niche in marketing. And I think the reason that came about is I just love the connection, the authentic connection that people can have with meaning and stories and emotions and values behind brands. It's really interesting that you mentioned mentorship and then also I, I love the story about you talking about your education experience, not preparing you for the real world of work um, early on, but it does look like you gravitate towards education too. It looks like you, you went to Stanford somewhere in the mix of all this incredible momentum and you clearly are a lover of education. How do you think somebody in their marketing career should think about an MBA and when should they get one, if at all? So an MBA isn't necessarily for everyone, but I think what an MBA brings is a great deal of perspective. So while you may think you're on a certain path for your career, something might happen that opens a new door or an experience happens that allows you to say, hey, I wanna push more on this. What an MBA does is allows you to see a full breadth 
of what the possibilities can look like. And for someone like me who didn't have those role models uh, growing up who lived and breathed in these different careers, it was so eye-opening and important for me to understand and connect the dots. You know, one of the things they tell you in B-School, and which we always as a student, you kind of shun and say, yeah, 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 is a lot of what you learn won't really help you until you're more senior in your career. And it's really true. You kind of take it for granted. You go through this and, and you're like, why am I doing this? And then in some cases, you're like, wow, that was great. But a lot of the lessons you learn manifest itself when you're sitting in a real leadership role and you look back and a lot of the things you learned outside of the book work, right? And so one of the things you ask is, is just how education really didn't prepare me for this, but the environment of B-School does. And so that's a whole other um, thing that I learned for me personally. Again, it's different for, for different folks, but for me, that was so incredibly important and it opened so many doors, right? A lot of the people that I interact with and engage with and, and, and connect with from a business perspective were former business school uh, classmates. And so you kind of rise together. Well, thanks for sharing your perspective on that. I know a lot of folks uh, wonder about that. Um, we have a, a really large group of Adweek executive mentees this year, and you are one of our mentors, so I know that they are um, thrilled about that. But that question comes up all the time. Is it worth the investment? And now even going to school has changed and may never go back to where it was before. So it's going to be a hot topic for years to come, I think. My cousin yeah. Tamara actually um, just started at, at Harvard, and she's at already CEO of her own company. And she just started at Harvard and everything is 100% online. And I can't even imagine what that experience is like, not being able to, to be with each other. And I remember study groups and everything of the like. So it's, it's interesting. It's unfortunate that everyone has to experience the world virtually these days because uh, I remember some of the best memories I have were the interactions I had at B-School, right? And, and it was the impromptu things that happened and the impromptu conversations that you had just by being around one another. And I think that is part of the beauty too of the workforce, right? I think there's a debate of whether or not you could do everything virtually. And sure, you could be productive virtually, but there's a lot of intangibles that happen in person. And we're social beings by nature. And a lot of um, the magic happens in the unexpected and the unexpected happens in that I just walk by, say hello, start up a conversation and there you go. So I think that's something that is amiss in, in today's virtual world. And uh, I, I can't imagine a world where it is completely virtual, where some of that... Um, innovation and creativity gets lost. So I'm hoping that there's a balance and, and, I, and I expect that there would be. Yeah. And, and we talk a lot about what we once thought was short-term is turned into long-term, you know, the race versus the marathon. And mm -hmm. hopefully by 
this time next year, we can have those quote water cooler conversations again. Um, but there are a lot of people who have actually gotten accustomed to working from home and, and quite like it. So I'm curious, we talk a lot about leadership skills and how they've had to change as well, going from this concept of before was just short term, get through it, but now really it's the duration. How do you think about leadership in today's environment until we get to that next step? I think the fundamentals of leadership are the same. Um, I think in, in the world that we were before, it was easier to lose sight of some of the most important things. And at, at the heart of it is people. In today's world, it's still about people, more so about people, but what's needed is greater empathy and understanding and vulnerability and connection. I think in the pace and the world's um, pre-COVID, those were all still very important. I don't think anybody would ever debate that, but it was easier to lose sight of it. Now, as leaders, it's so much more important to focus on that and to lean on that as a center and then go from there. Because ultimately, an organization thrives because of its people. And if its people aren't in a good place, then it's going to be very hard for that organization to thrive. Mm. Very, very well said, as usual. I could ask you a thousand more questions because I would love to hear your answers, but we, we're going to have to come back and do an update with you, you know, maybe next year, see how things have changed because we are unfortunately out of time for this episode, <laughs> but I do have one final question for you, which I can never let anybody get away without answering. <laughs> if money and talent were of no object, you had all of that in the world, what would you do? And it can't be what you're doing today. Well, I would um, have my own foundation. I would want to use that to address some of the systemic inequities. As you said, I'm very passionate about education. So that would be one. I want to make sure that the next generation has a strong future to help make the world a better place. Um, I think that's the altruistic side of me that, that wants to see change in a very positive way. And then there's the other side of me that likes to enjoy. And, you know, I would be a broadcaster. And <laughs> I would just want to talk to people and share all these great stories with the world and bring it out of folks. And so that's the other side of me that I would want to get excited about. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see that. Having watched the video from Friday with you and Kieran, you would, you'd be a fantastic broadcaster. You should totally do that. <laughs> Maybe in the next career. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Well, you let me know when you're ready to do that. Um, and I will be there to support you 100%. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it. You have brought together such an amazing, amazing community. And I feel honored and privileged to be part of that. Oh, thank you. And, and likewise, honored and privileged to have met you through the community and, um, just looking forward to continuing to watch the great things I know you'll continue to do. So uh, thank you for being on the show today. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, I would love your help in sharing CMO Moves with one of your friends or colleagues who you think might enjoy it too. And if you have time, I would really love your review or ratings on Apple or SoundCloud. So thanks again and have a great day. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan.